Hi, my name is Nikki, and welcome to The Stacks, a reader's advisory podcast for all kinds of media available at the library. If you want recommendations on what to try next, we're here to help. Today I'll be book talking with Yolanda, who is here to recommend three children's graphic novels, which are also highly enjoyable for teen and adult readers as well, and she's going to explain why. Hi, Nikki. Um, yes, I work at the youth department at the Round Lake Area Public Library. I work with families and children to provide um, bilingual programming, and I'm also extremely interested in juvenile graphic novels. Excellent. And so you have three graphic novels that you'd like to talk to us today about, right? Correct. What is your first book? So I'd like to talk to you guys about Dogman, the Dogman series. Um, this series is, is by Dave Pilkey. It's a very popular series at our library. This series is really fun because it's about a dog and a police officer who had an accident. The doctor and nurse decided to put their two, like the dog's head and the policeman's body together and create Dogman, who is now a police officer dog. <laughs> and um, Dave Pilkey does a really great job at creating the storyline that he wants his readers to believe children wrote. So in the beginning of the book, they introduce you to George and Harold, who um, tell you that they've the, they're the ones that wrote Dogman. They kind of start talking about more historical literature that they learned in school, and they kind of bring that lesson into each and every book. Wow. So it's a very interesting, yeah, it's a very interesting way of writing this kind of superhero comic. And the illustrations themselves look like they were done by younger children. Correct. And even in his book, he had he gets the reader very engaged. At the end of the book, he shares how to draw these characters that you saw in the book so that he inspires kids to really get into drawing and be more artistic and just kind of test different things. I think Dave Pilkey did a great job in trying to get these kids really involved in reading and really enjoy reading. Mm -hmm. And we know Dave Pilkey from Captain Underpants, obviously. So yes, we're familiar with his sense of humor and his type of illustrations. And would you say it appeals to the same audience then? Yes, I do. It actually, um, it kind of leaks into Dogman. So uh, George and Harold actually created Captain Underpants. Mm -hmm. And so now they decided to take on a new approach and create this whole new character, whole new series. That's fantastic. The new creation with the half dog, half police officer, he's like a super cop then, right? So is there a lot of stories within about him solving crimes and being a cop? Yes. So there's a lot of issues with him. It's it's very difficult for this main character to stay a police officer, but also a dog because dogs have certain things like, can a dog pay attention if there's a ball thrown? You know, like, <laughs> will he go for the ball or will he go for the criminal? So there's a lot of funny little things that happen that conflict between the dog part and the, and the police officer part. Um, and it also gets the child involved in them kind of partaking in some of the the story by what Dave Pilkey calls um, flipperamas. 
So the child gets to create this like vision, um, this like little movie within pages. So they flip pages back and forth really fast and it shows like the movements. It's actually really, really cool. Wow. So that obviously wouldn't translate so well with an ebook for a kid. No, it wouldn't. Um, yeah. I think it's more of a, a in-hand kind of experience. Okay, very good. Well, how many are in the series? Is this ongoing or is the series completed yet? So it looks like it's ongoing. There's 10 books. Um, one book just recently got uh, released this year. I believe there's going to be another book in November. I think this is going to be a long run for Dogman series. That sounds great. I I am already hooked. I read the first few pages and the first beginning of the book and I was like, okay, I want to know what happens to this weird half human, half dog cop. He, he, it's just really interesting how these characters play their role very well. You have some bad people turning good, but then are they really good? <laughs> so, but I also like about this series is that no matter what book you grab, you don't feel like you're lost if you start reading from book five. You don't feel ex- extremely lost because in the beginning of the story, they kind of do a quick replay on what happened, how was Dogman created, and then just kind of throw you into the story. And it's more about the story that's happening in the moment than really all of the books combined. Oh, that's a great idea. Okay, great. So that was Dogman by Dave Pilkey. And we're going to go on to the second book. This is a Green Lantern Legacy by Min Lee. Mm-hmm. What can you tell me about this one? So this book, it's really special in a way. It talks about a lot of very hard to talk about topics without actually talking about them. It's a young boy. He is American and he's also Vietnamese. His family immigrated here and they have had a very tough time kind of integrating into American culture and um, things like that. He actually gets to know his grandmother who he lives with. He gets to know his grandmother extremely well without wanting to. It just kind of happens. He also is kind of like an up and coming coming story. Um, So he learns a lot about himself as well. And it also shows how um, if you are familiar with um, DC Comics, The Green Lantern, you know that the Green Lantern isn't necessarily one race or one kind of person. The Green Lantern is universal. So you can go to any planet and they will have a Green Lantern and all the lanterns look different. Um, And so for the human race, this young boy has now become our Green Lantern, which is the first time in the Green Lantern history for such a young child to get this ring that provides him with these special powers. And it's kind of interesting because he's also a young boy. So he's going through what young boys go through, puberty and school and all this stuff and how he has to handle his life and balance it out with his new responsibilities as a superhero. Wow. Heavy stuff for a a young kid's graphic novel. Yes, it is. It is. But I feel like they do it so well that it's not like like in your face is just kind of something that really gets you thinking in the back of your head. Yeah. I like the way that the artwork was done in this book. The artwork is absolutely gorgeous. And I found that the way that the book opened with the anti-Asian racist event that happens, that turns out to be, it's a series of events that keeps happening to his family and his grandmother's Mm -hmm. store. It was just 
very it it lends a very a lot of sympathy towards the character in the very beginning so you kind of feel like you connect with this kid you feel sorry for this kid and then all of a sudden he has all this power mhm exactly you know there's always in a in these like superhero um graphic novels they get a choice either they go the good route or they go the bad route and you mm-hmm. see all this negativity you know kind of aimed at this kid and the reader really gets to see like, wow, like I, I understand why he probably has even that thought of going the bad route. But, you know, ultimately, like it's his journey on how is he going to be the best lantern that he can be? Because just like the title kind of hints at, he is a legacy. And I'm not going to say how or why, because I feel like that's a very interesting part of the book, but just that keyword legacy. So he has a legacy to fulfill. The author, um, Minley, and also the um, illustrator, they do such a beautiful job, like you said, in really getting your mind, like your eyes to really see what they're trying to to portray. Mm -hmm. Um, That's one of the things I love about graphic novels is that sometimes when you're reading a chapter book with no pictures, it's up to your imagination, how you're going to envision these characters, what the setting is going to look like, but it might not always be what the author actually intended it to be. And so with these graphic novels, you get to you get a glimpse into these authors' minds and you get to see what they see when they're creating this story. Yeah, that's one of the things I love about graphic novels is, uh, like the saying goes, a picture is worth a thousand words. So you can cut down on all of the extraneous language that's in a book and draw the picture. Like in the beginning, there's a picture of him protecting the cat when the brick comes flying through the window. And mm-hmm. it's like nothing at the time about him protecting the cat, but it makes reference to it later on. And you see him, you know, taking care of this cat. And so much of that is taken care of in the illustration so the the author can focus on dialogue and and the plot and i think it makes it much more pleasurable an experience to see what the author really wants you to see yes i love how you put that it's an experience great reading yes. a graphic novel yes how, what age range do you think that this would would be best for um this book would be best for um i would say third to fifth grade. I I don't really personally, this is my personal opinion, like to put an age on graphic novels just because I feel like a parent can easily get the child involved by them reading it out loud just so the child has that experience. I do understand like some content is a little mature, but if the child really likes these superheroes. This is DC Comics. They create a whole series around all the major superheroes, but this series is all about them as children. Mm-hmm. So I feel like, yeah, it's thir- three to, f- you know, third grade, maybe fifth grade. And then if, of course, parents can also enjoy these as well. Sure. It seemed like something that I think a lot of more mature readers would also enjoy. Yes, I sure I sure enjoyed it a lot. Well, thank you for bringing Green Lantern Legacy to our attention. Mm-hmm. And hopefully people will check that out. Yes. And our third book is The Bad Guys, which had me cracking up. So (laughs) (laughs) this is by Erin Blaby. So The Bad Guys, tell us about The Bad Guys. So The Bad Guys is up there with Dogman. It's a very popular book. So before I get into detail on what The Bad Guys is, um, The Bad Guys, 
at the library, we consider it a hybrid graphic novel. So what this is, is that it, it follows the structure of a chapter book or regular literature with the vocabulary and the text that it contains, but it has graphic novel elements. So it has those images to capture the reader. It also has different font texts. So like the kapow or any of those fun little sound effects. And also like the way that, let's say in, in the bad guy series, like the shark, the way he says, man, they will capitalize it. So it's very, it's a very fun way to get your child into reading more common chapter books, like just more wordy, I guess you can say. So the bad guys is a series. There's about 11 books in the series and it's a continuing series. It features ultimately bad guys, the bad guys you see in fairy tales or the bad guys you normally see in any like discovery channel. So a piranha or a snake, the main character is the wolf. And when you pick, when you think of the wolf in a fairy tale, you think of little red riding hood or (laughs) the three little pigs. And if you think that, then you are correct. It's that wolf. They're automatically categorized as these bad guys. And the wolf is tired. He's tired of being considered a bad guy. So he wants to turn good. So (laughs) these scary, um, these scary characters are trying their best to be good guys. It's a very interesting series that I, at any age, they'll enjoy. I thought it was adorable. Mr. Wolf is a bad guy and he really wants to clean up his reputation and the reputation of other bad characters that get a bad rep. And it's so adorable how they still look scary and they're trying to be good and do good things. And so it's that contradiction of nature, you know, versus what you you want to be and yes. honor, honoring your goals and honoring, you know, doing the right thing and that kind of stuff. Exactly. Um, I completely agree. And what age range would you say for this one? The age range for these books, I would say um, between seven and 10 years old. So second to fifth grade. Okay. I I didn't read a, I didn't, okay. So I didn't read a lot of the book and get into the series, which I will delve into for sure, because I was hooked by it. But I also thought this is really great for an adult to just kind of sit back and enjoy. There isn't a lot of heaviness to it. It's just kind of fun. And it's a way to look at animals that typically we wouldn't necessarily think of as good guys. Um, Mm -hmm. These books specifically, they're going to make you laugh for sure. And then just just to make it a little more interesting um, for those listeners, this book is turning into a movie April 2022. Wow. So, yes. So I'm really excited for that. There is some awesome voices that are going to be voicing these characters. So I'm not sure who is going to be who, but it's going to be very fun. I am so excited for it. That will be fun. That is something to look forward to. Well, thank you, Yolanda. Your expertise has been wonderful. Thank you for sharing your choices and for sharing more about what children's graphic novels means to kids and all about kids literacy. It's, it's wonderful. And it's even for someone who doesn't have a child, I feel like I can go forward and read these books and enjoy them just as much. Yes. I I do recommend these to adults too. Excellent. Thank you again. We're going to have you back absolutely for more books because this is a really great topic and something that doesn't get a lot of promotion, I don't think. I agree. I agree. And I also wanted to just to add this in here. Graphic novels 
is a huge age range. There's graphic novels for easy readers. So those mm-hmm. beginning um, readers, there's graphic novels out there for you guys that you guys can check out. And it goes all the way up into adulthood. So there's an, a large age range and anyone can read a, read a graphic novel. Yeah, that's wonderful. Thank you again, Yolanda, for such great recommendations and not just for children, but for adults as well. And now for Nikki's pick. My pick is Anxious People by Frederick Bachman, who is my favorite author. This is the story of a failed bank robber who flees the robbery scene to hide in an apartment that is having an open house. In this apartment are a colorful group of characters who are all vying for this apartment for various different reasons. You have the retired couple who like to flip houses. You have a snobbish wealthy banker. You don't even know why she's there. Two young wives who are about to have their first child. An elderly woman who is perpetually waiting for her husband to park the car. A quirky real estate agent who is over-enthusiastic and misses a lot of social cues. A man hiding in the bathroom in a bunny suit. You have two cops who are investigating the burglary. And then there's this historic suicide that happened in the town that haunts a few of the characters, and they come together in this book in a very interesting way. This book showcases that we all do stupid things. We think we aren't good enough, and we're all doing the best we can with the burdens we each carry, and that, by and large, we are good enough. Frederick Bachman does something in all of his books where he takes an individual, and gives you a glimpse of them, and you think you know who they are and what they're about, but you don't. And he begins to unravel or reveal, shed the layers, and so you get to see the inner depth of humanity. And you end up having more sympathy and empathy for people who you didn't know, who you wouldn't have given the time of day to. And it makes you wonder about the real people in the world, strangers who you pass by, Everybody in this world has a story, and that's what Frederick Bachman drives home. I've given this book five stars, and I give books five stars for two different reasons. One is it's a great story. It has to have a fascinating plot that grabs you at the beginning and doesn't let go until the end, and frequently hangs on for weeks, months, sometimes years afterwards. That is a five-star book. The other thing an author can do is write really beautifully. If you finish a sentence and then pause because you have to chew on that sentence for a few extra seconds before proceeding with the rest of the book, that is a well-done sentence. And when a book is full of those, full of those pauses so that you can just think about the nugget of wisdom you just read, that is a five-star book. And Frederick Bachman writes five-star books, they cover both categories for me. He's the only author I know who does this, and that is why I highly recommend him to everyone. (music) 
and that brings this episode of The Stacks to a close. We hope you join us next time for more recommendations in different genres, maybe even different media. My name is Nikki, and The Stacks is coming to you from the Round Lake Area Public Library in Round Lake, Illinois. The end.